Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, just want to remind you, this coming Wednesday night, there'll be no service here because of, uh, uh, we want you to spend time with your family for Thanksgiving, and then also Thanksgiving Day, as you saw on the screen there, we're going to be meeting at the venue to serve, or to put together uh, Thanksgiving plates to be delivered out to those that, are, that can't get out of their house and, and shut-ins and stuff, so if you want to join us that morning, you can just show up because it's a great time. We've been, this is our fourth year. I think that we've been doing it, so we just love being part of that, and we want you to be part of that too. So, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starting with verse 6, and I'm going to read down to verse 12. Again, I'm speaking this morning from a a simple title called A Heart of Generosity, and it says this. It says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scripture says, they, uh, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides the seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when you, uh, and when you take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from the ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. Two things will happen because of your generosity. The needs of the believers will be met, but then they will give thanks to God. Pray with me this morning. Father, we love you. God, thank you today, God, as we sit in your house, may we be remembered, God, that everything that we have is yours. God, you're calling every single one of us this morning, God, to be a giver, but not just with our tithes, God, but with our offerings above our tithes, God, to give to people and share with them the generosity that's in our heart so that they can be blessed and give thanks to God. So God, today I pray that you would touch our hearts to give more. To be able to step out in areas of our life, God, to be able to learn to give more. God, not because of us, but because of you. Because everything you've blessed us with, Father, is yours. So I pray today, God, give us a heart of generosity. To live and to, and to do the things that you've called us to do. God, not with just our money, but with our lives. And God, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Amen. So this morning, I want to speak to you on the subject of generosity. So I ask you this question. Don't raise your hands because you may not want to raise your hands after I ask you this question. Are you a generous person? Are you a generous person? Some feel that you are. Do you see yourself as a generous person? Are you a generous person? 
And do you see yourself as a generous person? The word generosity simply means this, the quality of being kind and generous. The quality of being kind and generous. That's what generosity means. You see, a a generous person is someone who is unselfish. A generous person is someone who is unselfish. A generous person is someone who is willing to give their time. A generous person is someone who is willing to give their money. A generous person is someone who is willing to give their food. And everybody's like, hold on a minute. I'm not giving up my food. You're crossing the line when you ask me to give my food. A generous person is someone who is willing to give their food. A generous person is willing to give whatever they need to give regardless of what's happening in their own life. That's what a generous person is. A generous person doesn't look at their needs and go, oh, well, I can't give. A generous person says this, regardless of whether I'm in need, I'm still going to give. I'm still going to give. That's what, a, generos- that's what a, a person of generosity is all about. Maybe some of you think right now that, that of a person that fits in that mold. I can think of somebody right now that fits the mold of, of generosity. That they're willing to give whatever. They, they will give you the shirt off their back and they will stand there and be cold so that you can be warm. That's a generous person. And my, my prayer is, God, let me be that way. Let me not be selfish. Let me realize that you've called me to be generous and give away whatever it is that you're asking for me, God, because it's really not mine. You've given it to me to be a blessing. You've given it to me to, as a resource to give back to other people, not to hoard it up, not to keep it for myself, but to give so that other people can be blessed and so that they can see the nature of God. And that God is a generous God, that God loves to give to people who are willing to give to those who are less fortunate than we are. You see, Jesus was a generous person. He constantly was giving of himself to other people. As you read through the, the, uh, you know, uh, through the Gospels, you will see how Jesus was constantly giving to other people. He was constantly giving of himself to other people. Because he didn't come to this earth to have his need met, but he came to this earth to meet the needs of other people. So he was willing, because he had the resources, he had the blessings of God living upon his life, so God called him to be a, a blessing to other people, so he was constantly giving out. I'm not talking about one time a year. I'm not talking about when he was constantly giving out to other people. He was a generous person. You see, Jesus understood that whatever he was willing to give away, that it was better to those to receive what he had instead of him holding on to it. He was understood that if I give it away, it's going to be much more of a blessing to the person who receives it than me who holds on to it. He understood that, and so he was willing to give away everything that he had in his life. Even his own life, he was willing to give away. So that other people like you and me could be able to sit in this house today and live a life of generosity. Live a life of generosity. See, I don't know if you see yourself as a generous person. I don't know if you think yourself as a generous person. But I want to tell you this. You are a generous person, whether you think you are or not. Why? Because you have God living in your heart. If you have God living in your heart, then you are a generous person. The problem is sometimes you don't exercise it. It's there because you have God living in you. The problem is we just don't exercise it. Why? Because we can get in selfish modes and moods in our life. 
that we look at our life and we'll go, well, I have a need. Why should I give to that person when I have my own need in my life? And here's the reason why. Because if you have a need in your life and you give to somebody else that has a need, guess what? Your needs will be taken care of. Because you did not give out of an ungrateful heart. You gave out of a heart of generosity. You didn't look at your own self and go, well, God, I have a need. Why, do you, why are you asking me to give? You give because God says give and your needs will be met. I know that sounds strange to think about it, but that's how it works. You give to God and God always gives back to you. Many of you can testify about that this morning where you've had your own needs met in your life. Why? Because you gave when you yourself had an own need in your life. You gave to others and God says, because you gave, now I'm going to give back to you. That's a heart of generosity. That's what God's calling us to live. Let me, let me show you something. John chapter 3, verses 16, the most famous scripture in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So look at that scripture. The first part of it says this. For God so loved the world. And then it says this. That he gave. You see, none of us in this room would be here today if God just went to the point to where it says, for God so loved. We would not be here today if it wasn't for God giving. It's one thing to love, it's another thing to give. For God so loved, it didn't stop there, that he gave. That's, that's generosity. You can love people and never give to them. But God says, not only do I want you to love them, but I want you to give to them. I want you to give to them out of a heart of generosity, out of a heart of, of thankfulness. You see, we would not be here today if Jesus wouldn't have gave. We're never more like God than when we give. We're never more like God than when we give. We can stand in here and sing worship songs. We can read scripture. We can do all those things. But we're never more like God until we give. Why? Because God gave. He, he was generous. He gave the things that we need of in our life. Many times we don't give, and here's the reason why. Because we're afraid that our own needs will not be met. We don't give. Why? Because we look at our own needs and go, well, if I give this, I'm, then I'm not going to have what I need to get through the rest of the week till when payday comes. That's what we feel sometimes. And we can get into that selfish mode that it's all about us. Many times we think, um, why should we give when we, all, when we have our own needs in our life? But here's what I realize. God will always take care of your needs when you learn to be generous and give. Let that sink in for a moment. God will always take care of your needs when you, are, when you learn to be generous and when you learn to give. You cannot outgive God. Just try it. You can't outgive God. But you have to learn how to put your need. And, and, and listen to me this morning. I'm going to say, well, Pastor, does that mean I have to? You know, no. When you give, God gives back. But it may not always be money. See, we've got into the mode of this prosperity. If I give $100, God's going to give me $1,000 back. He may. And bless God if he chooses to do that. But it may not always come to you back in a money form. It could be that you have good health. Or that you, God provides you with a job. Or God takes care of your family. But we think of it in money terms, and it's not always in money terms. When I step out and give to God, God's always going to give back to me what I need in my life. Why? Because nobody knows me like God knows me. 
So he knows, me, he knows what I need, so he's going to give me what I need. Not always what I want, but he will always give me what I need. So this morning, you are a generous person. Sometimes you just got to exercise that generosity and not think about yourself. I'm going to move on. I was going to say, I was going to give you a story, but I'm going to move on past it. So anyway, you see, when we tithe, we are giving to God what belongs to God. So when you don't pay your tithes, I don't know how else to say it, but this is the scripture. You're robbing God of what belongs to him. So how do you expect God to give blessings on you when you're robbing him? So we're, we, God calls us to give the 10%, that first tithing. Whatever comes into your house, that first whatever it is, give it to him. And then God will also ask you to give offerings, which is above your tithes. And he will also t- ask you to give extra- extravagant offerings, which is even higher than that. But when you learn to give that way, God blesses you so tremendously. And it's not for you to hoard up in your life. He blesses you so that it, it can be a blessing to someone else. You see, if God's called us to give. You see, it takes a step of faith. I understand that. There was a time in my life where I wasn't a giver. My parents exercised giving growing up, but I didn't give. I, I didn't see, number one, the need to give. And I was looking at my bank account going, I can't give because if I give, take this, it's going to pull away from other areas of my life. And I remember taking that step of faith when I first gave to God. And I stood back on the other side of it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been missing this whole time. Because I was afraid to give out of need. God says, I'll take care of your need, Chad, if you just step out in faith and give to me. I understand sometimes it's difficult. I know that it is. We live by paycheck to paycheck sometimes. I understand you're looking at your finances and you're going, I can't give that. But God says, listen, you need to give it and watch me work in your life. Watch me take care of all of your needs in your life. So it's when we take a step of faith that we give God and we take care of, and God takes care of us. Listen, God was the one who came up with the concept of giving. I didn't do it. This is not my words. God came up with the concept of giving. If you give, I will give back to you. Whatever it is that you need of in your life. You see, God will always take care of the things that we need in our life. When we step out in faith and to take care of the things that God's asked us to give. When we step out in faith and we begin to give that first 10%, God will supply you the things that you need. And when we put God first, listen, when we put God first in our finances, you're actually putting God first in your life. And here, here's, let me give you a scripture. Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your money is, that's where your heart will be. So if God has your finances, then God also has your heart then you shouldn't have a problem with giving. Listen to me. Every Christian, every Christian should be a giver. Every Christian should be a giver. Every Christian should live a life of generosity. But we don't sometimes. Why? Because we, 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 we look at our own selves and we think, well, I can't. And God says, no, you, you can. You're just not giving me a chance to, to show you what I can do. So Paul's talking to the Corinthian church, and so he's writing to this church, and he's asking them to have a heart change in their giving. He's he's not just wanting them to give, 
But he's wanting them to, to have a heart change as they give. Paul's trying to get them to understand it's not just about why you give, but it's about how you give. He's wanting the church to be gener a generous giver. So this morning, I want to give you three quick things about this scripture that God spoke to me. Look at verse 6. It says, remember this. He says, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. So number one, give generously. Give generously. Because the Bible says that a farmer who sparingly sows, he's only going to get a small crop. But the farmer who is generous with his sowing will get a generous crop. You see, a farmer does not, when he, plant, when he goes out to plant seeds, he, he's, not, um, he's not planting seeds. And I wish I'd have had some seeds with me this morning. I don't. So I'm just going to go through the motion. So as I go, you're like, oh, that seed falling to the ground. So just go, just go with me this morning. So a seed, a farmer, when a farmer goes out to plant seed, listen to me, he's not planting with a tight fist. He's sowing like this, right? You, can you see the seed falling this morning? Vision, seed falling. Sorry, I'm just. So he's, he's throwing seeds out like this. The more seed that you sow, the more crop will grow. A little Dr. Zeus for you there this morning. He didn't say that, but I just made that up. So you might want to write that down. So he's not planting with a tight fist. He's sowing generously because he knows, he realizes that, that the more that he sows, the more he's going to reap. You see, some, so many times we serve God like this, and we're like, okay, God, here you go. Okay, God, here you go. A farmer doesn't do that. A farmer's like, just throwing seed everywhere. Why? Because he's wanting a crop. He's wanting to be blessed. He, want, he wants a an extravagant crop, not just a small crop. An abundance, thank you. He wants an abundance of what he sows, but the reason is if he's not going to sow that way, he's not going to get an abundance of things that he sows. But if he sows with a generous heart, if he looks at the, the people around him and says, hey, I know I have a need, but those people have a need also, so I'm going to plant, I'm going to throw seed, because I know that when I throw seed, it's going to take root, and not only will they be blessed, but I'm going to be blessed. Because if you think about it, you go out and you plant an apple seed. I don't know if there's just one apple seed. I've never planted an apple. I just know if you go out and you plant an apple seed, when an apple tree begins to grow and you pull an apple from it, you open it up, how many seeds are in it? One? No. There's a lot of seeds in it, which means you can sow more seeds. That's what God says. Listen, stop serving me, and I'm not saying that you are. Please understand me this morning. Stop serving me with a tight fist because you're afraid of your own needs. Start serving with a generous heart and giving with a generous heart and give generously and watch me work and move in your life. You see, some of you have needs in your life. You've been praying about someone in your life. Give. Give to them. Get not, not maybe necessarily in a money way, but give to them and watch God move because he will take care of your needs when you live a generous life and not, not a selfish life. And that's hard for us to live. Why? Because we as a church, sometimes we get into mode. It's about us. God, take care of my need. God, take care of my... 
God, take care of their needs because I know if you take care of theirs, you'll take also take care of mine. So give generously. Our farmer's sowing seed. Listen, he's not going to go back to the barn with a bag of seed, full of bag of seed. He's going to throw everything out. He's not going to take it and save it for tomorrow. I'm not saying don't save. Please understand me. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying he's throwing seed. Why? Because he wants a bountiful crop, not a small one. He, he wants that crop that's large. Why? Because he's throwing it out there, not sparingly. But he's given beyond what he needs to give. You see, uh, when, a, when a farmer goes out to throw seed, maybe he's thinking in his mind that I'm losing that seed. But understand this, you're not losing the seed. You may be, lose, you may be losing it up front, but understand this, you will not lose in the end because God's always going to give back to you. And that's the problem that we live into the ch- church today is that we're afraid to lose we're afraid to lose. And God says, you're really not losing it. You're just doing what I've called you to do and watch me work in your life. So get past the part of, oh, God, I'm afraid. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I share. You, you can because God's always going to give back to you what you give to him. So if you want a, a generous crop, give generously. If you want a sparing crop, if you just want a, just a one corn kernel here and there, Give that way and it's, it, that, because it's always going to give back to you. I want the whole stalk. I don't like corn, so I don't know how I use that example. But throw it out there and watch God work. Because I'm telling you, you cannot, give, you cannot, you cannot outgive God. He's always going to supply your need. Philippians chapter 4, verses 19 says this, And my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. He will meet what? All. Say it with me. One more time. Look at your neighbor and say, He will take care of all your needs. Not just one, not just two, not just ten, all. Why? Because you give. And you give generously. That's what every Christian should be a generous giver. A generous giver. So we have the promise that so we have this promise in, in Philippians chapter 4, verses 19. We have this promise that God will provide for those who give to him as well as others. So Philippians chapter 4, verses 15 through 18 says this. It says, Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early excuse me, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. And this is what he says in verse 17. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. Paul was like, I don't care about the gift. Thank you for the gift. Absolutely. But I'm not thinking about the gift. I'm thinking about what God's adding to your account because of how you gave. That's what Paul says. The gift is absolutely wonderful. But what I think is this, is that, man, when you give, I just step back and go, man, God's about to blow their mind. God's about to do some incredible things in their life. Why? Because you learn to give. Matthew chapter 19, verses 29 says this. It says, and everyone who 
has left houses and brothers and sisters or father and mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will, e- will inherit eternal life. Whatever you give, God will always give back to you more. Always. So whatever you give, you can be promised that God will always give back to you more than what you give. God has a great reward for those who are willing to live like Jesus and give sacrificially with a generous heart. Number two is this, which I think is very important. Number two, be cheerful when you give. Be cheerful when you give. In other words, have the right attitude. Have the right attitude when you give. Verse 7 says, You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Giving, cheerf- or giving generously, listen, giving generously isn't enough. Paul said you got to do it with the right heart. You see, so many times we give in the wrong way, and we have the wrong motives when we give. And it's not the right attitude. But he says, give with the right attitude. Be cheerful when you give. Be happy to give. Let there be joy in your heart when you give. Give cheerfully. Nobody wants to see a person that gives to God like, looking like this. Here, pastor, here's my ties here. So if you look like that way, I'm sorry this morning. Please forgive me. But when we give, guess what? There should be joy in our heart. Here, God, here's my ties. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you, God, that you took care of me. Thank you, God, that you took care of my family and, and allowed me to give. So, God, I'm giving out of a joyful heart. I'm giving out of a heart of generosity, not out of a, a grudging heart or a, a terrible attitude, but I'm giving back to you what belongs to you. You see, giving should be motivated out of the right heart. It should never be coerced or, or, or even manipulated. You should never feel manipulated to give a certain amount by someone else. Whatever God lays on your heart to give, give that amount. But let me warn you this. If God says give this amount, give that amount, but don't give something less than what God has called you to give. Well, God told me to give $100, but... I'm only going to give 20. What did God tell you to give? $100. If he tells you to give $100, guess what? He's going to take care of that $100. Because that's what he says. That's what he's going to do. Give to God and watch God just begin to move and work in your life. I heard a story this week from Pastor uh, Robert Morris who was telling his congregation about a man who was in his church who walked around with $100 bills in his wallet. I was like, man, I'd, I'd like to be that guy. And he's just walking around with just stacked with $100 bills in his wallet. And when he feels the Lord led, to, to, or when he feels the Lord speak to him to give, he walks up to that person and he says, here, the Lord told me to give you $100. So that day there was a lady, a single mom who was in his church who had never gave before, but she felt like he'd been preaching on tithing. So he felt like, or she felt like that she was going to be, be obedient to God and step out in faith and give. She made $1,000 a week, so she was getting to write the check for $100, and she felt God to say, give $120. And this was her response. God, I, I really need to keep that, that, that $20 extra dollars. I'll give the $100. I don't know about the $20. But she, she just felt impressed to give the, 
the $120. So she did. She wrote the check for $100, $120 and dropped it in the offering. So this man, after service, was leaving the church, and he felt impressed in his spirit to walk over to her and to give her an offering. So as he's walking to open his, his uh, wallet, he sees this $100, which he's expecting to give. Why? Because that's what he always gives. But when he opened his wallet to pull out the $100 bill, there was a $20 bill sitting beside it. And he felt God say, give her $120. And he was like, well, hold on, God. I give $100. I don't give $120. He says, and he says this, do you want to be obedient to me? And he was like, okay, God. Walks up to her and gives her $120 on the spot. You know why? Because she stepped out in faith and she wrote a check for $120. When she didn't have it, God took care of her need for the rest of the week. You can't outgive God. You can't outgive God. God's always going to give back to you. When you step out in faith and you give to God. And you, and you, and you, you exercise a heart of generosity. You see, sometimes, again, we don't give, we're not motivated the right way when we, when we give to God. Sometimes we like, we're like, uh, you know, okay, God, I'll give to you, and, but you know that once I give this offering, I'm not going to be able to eat for the rest of the week. That's not the right attitude. Well, God, I'm going to give you this offering, but I know that my kids are not going to be provided for this week. That's not the right attitude. You give to God and say, God, here it is. You will provide. Simple. Here it is. You will provide. I'm not going to give in a negative way. I'm not going to give in a, you know, in, in a bad spirit. I'm just giving to God, saying, God, here it is. It belongs to you. You've asked me to give this. So, Father, I have joy in my heart to know that somebody's going to be blessed by how, by how I give to someone. Give with the right attitude. And God will just do incredible things in your life. Don't feel pressured just because the person beside you is, is writing a bigger check than you are. Don't feel pressured. Give what God says to give. And God will reward you for giving that. The right attitude is important. And let me just stop there for a moment. And let me talk about attitude. There's a lot of people in our church today that needs an attitude adjustment. Sorry if that makes you upset. I'm just telling you the truth. We only think of ourselves. And when things don't go exactly the way we think they should, we get mad, right? And we begin to spew negativity out of our mouth. That wasn't even in my notes, but that's, that's special for somebody today. You need an attitude adjustment. Realize it's not about you. It's about what God's trying to do through you. The, the action of giving should always be followed by the right attitude of giving. God, I'm giving joyfully. I'm giving because I know somebody else needs it, God. So I'm giving to you. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verses 10, it says this. It says, give generously to them and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord, your God, will bless you in all your work and in everything that you put your hand to. What else do we need to know in our spirits today? That when I don't give with a grudging heart, when I give with the right attitude, the Bible says that God will take care of all of my needs and everything that my hand touches will be enough, will be blessed. 
will be blessed. True giving comes from a happy heart. And it also requires a happy heart to give. There was a little boy who was at home by himself one day. And a beggar came to the house and knocked on the door. And his parents were gone. So the little boy runs to the door and opens the door. And there's a a beggar standing standing at the door begging for money. So the little boy closes the door and runs upstairs to his bedroom and takes out his piggy bank and cracks it open and takes all the money out of the piggy bank and he runs back downstairs and he opens the door and he gives to the begging man that's standing on his front steps. And this is what the little boy said. He said, he said that never before or since have I known such sheer happiness in that moment of giving. I've never in my, in my life since that moment have I felt so happy and so joyful to know that I was able to bless the man that come and visited my house. Why? Because he gave, but he gave generously. And the last thing is this, God will always provide. Verses 8 through 12, I'm not going to read it, but, it's, but there's a lot of stuff there that you need to understand that, that God says, I will provide for you. Verses 8 says, I will give generously, provide all you need. Then you will always have everything that you need. And here's the part I want you to see. And plenty left over to what? To share with others. To share with others. Oh, God, thank you for giving me that. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang on to it for a little while. No, guys, uh, I gave it to you to, to give to others. I gave you more than enough so that you will take what you have, what you needed, provide for your need, and then give it out. And give it out. God will always provide for what you need of in your life. When we give out of a generous heart, God will not only provide, but it will be more than enough so that you you can continue to live generously. God takes the seed that that has been sown and he turns it into a great harvest. Verses 8 in the New King James Version says this, And God is able to make more grace abound toward you that you always... that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. The Greek word for sufficiency is translated to contentment. We talked about contentment last week. Sufficiency, is a, is, it, it means contentment. Are we content in God? Are we content with the things that we have and with the things that God has given us in our life? Is our happiness solely based off how much stuff we have or are we, happy, are we happier when we get to give than to receive? Verse 9 says, as the scripture says, they, they, share, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will, will be remembered forever. Will be remembered forever. For God, verse 10 and 11, for God is the one who provides the seed for the farmer. And then what does it say? And then the bread to eat. God gives you the seed to sow, but then he also puts bread on your table because you sowed, because you sowed the seed. A heart of generosity is what God's calling us to live with every single day. If God is the supplier of the seed, he will, always, he will also supply the other needs in your life. My God is the provider of all things. A heart of generosity. That's what I want to live. That's how I want to live. God, it's not my just here. Here it is, God. Whatever God asks from me, I want to give. I want to give. Why? Because I know that people will be blessed because of what I give. It's the same as you. 
Again, it's not always about money. It's about time and spending time with people and hanging out with people. People are going to be blessed by how you, how you hang out with people. So I want you to stand with me this morning. We're going to pray, and I'm going to let you go. Think about that this week. Thanksgiving's coming up on Thursday. We're, not, we're going to gather together with family and, and hang out with people and, and just have a great time. So my question, are, are you thankful this morning? Because I can honestly tell you that I am. I'm very thankful. And I am very blessed. I'm very blessed. And what I want to see God is just pour out his blessings and everything upon, upon this church as we learn to give with a generous spirit. Pray with me. Father, we love you today, God. God, we just want to follow your leading. God, we want to follow your example. God, we just want to be able to just to, to go out into the community, wherever it is, and God, and just, just love on people. Give of our time. Give of our talents. Give of a, whatever it is, God, that you're asking from us. Because, God, you're, as, as we read through the Gospels, Jesus did this all the time. He would go out of his way to meet this person. He would spend extra time in villages just to meet somebody's need. Because he was generous. He was willing to give whatever it is he was asking for, even to the point of giving his own life on the cross. So God, I pray that, God, we would begin to live that way. That we would not just be focused on our need, but God, we would focus on the, on the, uh, the supplier of our need. And know, God, that when we give, you will take care of us. When we give, you will take care of us. So this morning, Father, I pray that you would just Pull on those heartstrings today, Father. For those that maybe have never exercised tithing or, or you know, whatever, God, pull on their heartstrings today. Because your word says, test me in Malachi. Test me and watch and see if I don't open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings upon you. So, God, thank you today for this day. I pray for every family, every person. God, for the rest of this week, may it be, just be a time of blessing and may they have a time of rest and just a wonderful time with family on Thanksgiving, God, to enjoy the blessings that you've given us in our life. So, God, we thank you for that today, and we give you praise. Bless us, keep us safe, protect us. In Jesus' wonderful name, and everyone said amen and amen. Give God a big hand clap of praise this morning. Come on. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.